Hey, rock stars, I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them. We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset, where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to the lab. I'm JB. I'm the doctor. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab, where we try to have real conversations with real professionals every single week, even if it just happens to be the doc and myself. Uh, I'm sure you haven't had a chance yet to like, subscribe, follow, or share, but hopefully by the end of the episode, you feel so inclined. And if you happen to be a previous listener or viewer, welcome back. And I'm certain you've done all those things. I know you have, but on the very minor off chance they haven't, Doc, let's have let's let's get started on that, right? Click some buttons, all the click ones with the thumbs up. All the buttons. Click all the buttons except the thumbs down button. Don't click that one. You can do that on Doc's private page. Sure. Doc, I, I got to ask, man, I'm, I'm curious because this is like uh, this has just been nonstop. My wife even asked me, hey, you know, did you did you look on Roku yet? Have you seen Top Gun, man? Have you seen the new movie? Yeah, I mean, in 1986, it came out, right? Something like that. <laughs> do you even watch movies? I do. I don't think we've ever once talked about movies like directly. You quote them all the time, but all your quotes are from like 30 years ago from like 1986. Funny enough. I have the need, the need for speed. Okay, that's. Although my favorite quote from that one is "Negative Ghost Rider pattern is full," because there's know, a good way to respond to answers most of the time. I have yet to see the new one, but I've heard fantastic things. I feel like I want to watch it with my kid, though. I, I feel like that's something that my kid could get into, but I'm, I'm worried it's probably a little too old for him. But who doesn't love fighter pilots and jet planes? I mean, come on. I mean, I think it's fine. Tom Cruise is still. Like twenty something, right? He, I mean, he doesn't seem to age to me. It's, I, I'm pretty impressed by the guy. I hope I look that good when I'm older. Must be all the Thetans. Yeah, that's what they call them. the Thetans. Oh, <laughs> that's a good. That's Scientology joke, isn't it? That's ah, a, yeah. I'll do it deep <laughs> on you. I, I and I, I only know that from South Park, actually. Yeah, that that Carl Sagan, right? Yeah, he came up with Scientology. Is he the? The guy that's I know, L. Ron Hubbard, right? There you not, go. not Sagan. I'm sorry. I there's a lot of listeners out there that are like, "What are you saying? Sagan's a genius." And you know, Hubbard was interesting. Battlefield Earth, weird book. <laughs> I mean, he just keep writing good books, and we turned one of them into a religion. Speaking of books and movies, all religions are off of books, off right? So we're all good. No, no judgment here. That's true. Battlefield Earth, better book than movie. That was an awful movie. Uh, awful. Funny. John Travolta is a Scientologist too, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah, he was, he was okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why he was in that movie. I don't know. I was, let's not, let's not go back. Now, now we're just going down a rabbit hole. Uh, all right. <laughs> we got a, we got a good, good friend of mine and guest joining. We've got Brian Christmas, Christman, excuse me, of Bay First National Bank joining us here in the lab. Brian, welcome to the lab. How are you, man? Hey guys, how are you? How you we're, doing? We're, Boy, I wanted I was in the, I was in the green room and I wanted to chime in so badly on, you know, the uh 
the Top Gun. Tell, tell, tell us about Top and, Gun, man. Uh, Have you seen it? Well, I I haven't. I haven't, seen, <laughs> I haven't seen the new one, but whenever people mention Top Gun, right, that is like my go-to karaoke song. You know, at the end of the night when you're when you're drinking and you go up there, all the guys just go in there and and start singing it. So it's a it's a great uh, it's a great karaoke for the bar scene. But um, how is it? There's three of us you know, in a it, room that at this point have still not seen Top Gun. I I, I feel like everybody listening is rolling their eyes at us right now, going, "You have to be kidding!" Especially since it's been out for like three months. Well, the, yeah, and the the the, the I was just, ahead, it's supposed to be fantastic. I have not heard a single bad thing about this movie from people. Not a bad thing. Everyone is saying that it is, uh, it's excellent and it has the '80s vibe with the uh, the one the cheesy one-liners and the action film that makes completely no sense. But it's uh, like you, I want to. What my my kids are, you know, sixteen and seventeen, and they've never seen the first uh, one. So I feel like I have to see the first one with them, and then we can all go to the see the uh, the movie. I, I, I could appreciate and, that. Um, so tell tell us how she so, felt as a parent. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you, The Outsiders, they haven't seen The Outsiders, Pony Boy, and all these other things. And I feel like I'm a bad parent, so, you know. And uh, I have a plan for you. You know, I'm surprised my kids can even. <laughs> There's even this have a thing called YouTube now, point. which we might be on. Small plug. <laughs> this, this podcast you are listening to might also actually be on YouTube right this very moment while you're listening. Hint, hint. Um, but when you go over to YouTube, there's this new thing now, which I've fallen in this rabbit hole quite a bit, is they do like music reactions is how it started. Now a lot of people are doing movie reactions. So they're getting people that have never seen it, showing them the movie and then recording the reaction and having conversation during it. You and your kids have our natural setup for this now. You can introduce them to so many movies and you can, then they can retire and take care of you. You know what? I uh, I'm ready for that. So I'm gonna go right after this podcast. I'm going to uh, go on that and see because I need something to help me retire. <laughs> the, the amazing yeah. thing is, I'm pretty sure I could do that with my wife, Dre. Uh, she she just like she never had the the movie exposure as a kid. So so I feel like half of my relationship has been like once every couple of months being like, okay, we really need to go back to this classic because you're missing out. But you know, it's a sad thing because. You, you get to these classics and some of these movies like 20 or 30 years later and you just get, you can't, you can't, it's not the same. Yeah. Movies are a very um, important part of my, my family actually, because <clears throat> interesting tidbit, my wife's father won an Academy award for Apollo wow. 13. Nice. So he was um, re-recording mixer. He won an Academy award. So movies have been a very big part of um, my wife and growing up with, uh, you know, my, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, they are, uh, you know, they were big movie buffs. My mother-in-law sees every movie, you know, the day it comes out and uh, every show she's, a, you know, Netflix knows everyone. So, a lot so of good your stories. wife has gone to see Top Gun without you? uh not the okay. new one no maybe she has i don't know she's not telling you all no. right so now that we know everything about you except like what mm -hmm. you do brian <laughs> sure why don't you take a moment it's just i was waiting for that i was waiting for that because i, I was just gonna hours, see if we we're gonna so. call his father-in-law instead and get him as the guest that sounds like <laughs> sounds like we missed there right yeah yeah unfortunately he uh he is he has passed on but um 
you know, it, it, I'm sure he would be a great podcast um, guest. But uh, I will I will leave that. You know, if he goes down the rabbit hole with the movies, I'll bring my mother-in-law in and uh, she'll bring the Academy Award for you guys. To, oh, to that would be it. cool. So, um, yeah. So, um, so what I do is I am a – my title is I am a residential lender that can lend in all 50 states from residential houses, one to four families, primary, secondary investment properties. But really and truly beyond that is I find people comfort in knowing that they can buy that next house, that vacation property, that investment property, that it will cash flow. They'll be comfortable in buying that home and really putting people in situations that work for them and their families and their future. We talked about retirement. Is this a good, you know, you have to start now, 20, 21, 24, even it's harder, but you have to start now. And I think a mortgage in a good position can start you on that process to retire or set yourself up for that next goal. And that's what I do. I put people in, in situations that work for them and their goals via a mortgage. But it's not what you always did, right? We were talking about this before we even hit record. So, so walk us back to what you started yeah. out as, and then I'm kind of curious how you ended sure. up where you're at. Sure, it's a it's actually a pretty good story. It starts with a Mercedes Benz. Not bad. Okay, go on. Um, I'm listening. S an SL an SL fifty five. Um, I was a social worker driving a Benz. Um, I graduated. <laughs> you master- were a good social worker. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Can you say Medicaid fraud? No. <laughs> no. I uh, I I graduated, um, you know, a master's degree in social work, and I was working as a social worker in a school as a, as a um, alternative school. Uh, what, what many of my jobs, and um, I was playing softball on Sunday mornings in a softball league, and I was walking past well, a guy in my team had an SL. 55 uh, convertible. And I said, man, I'm never going to be able to afford that. And uh, the guy said, why? So I said, well, I'm a, I'm a social worker. That's never in my, you know, that's not in the, in the grand scheme of things. So I became friendly with this guy on my softball team and said, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? You know, what do you do? So he told me, and I knew nothing about mortgages. So we went out for drinks on a Wednesday night. We, after our, after a game, we had a Wednesday night game that week and we talked and he goes, anybody can do what I do. And I said, oh, man, I was terrible at math. I failed math in school. That's why I was a social worker. Um, and we just had a conversation and that Monday I went in to meet with him. And then July 7th, actually 2000, I started my career as a mortgage banker. I read a book. And to learn about it. And from there, I got one client. And from that one client, it was a $64,000 cash out refinance of a condo. And that one transaction led to about 40 other deals. Um, set up a mortgage program with a uh, supermarket for their, for their employees. And it just went on from there. So I was working both jobs. And then I... I left my social work job at the school and did it full time. And, you know, I've been uh, pretty successful ever since. 
did you ever really leave being a social worker as a mortgage loan officer? I, mean, I feel like it doesn't ever go you know, away. That, that is you're, 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 you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's I apply those techniques of listening to the clients, what their needs are and listening and hearing what they're saying and applying those, those techniques to getting, meeting them where they are. Um, I do a lot of work with um, credit repair. I take them and if I could, you know, when we pull a credit report and they have maybe, you know, a 660 credit score, but I can see where they can maybe get to 680 or 700. We, we, we give them techniques on how to improve their credit score. Obviously, the better credit score, the better interest rate they get. So I do a lot of work with them on explaining the credit process and it's never a no, right? It's a not now, but when you do this. And I think that is how the mortgage business should be. Everyone's, you know, wants to close and have great months, but you really have to treat the client because I'm never going to retire, right? We talk about retirement, retire on one transaction, right? And that's not the goal. The goal is to work on the next transaction. Who are they going to refer me to? How are we going to grow here? How are we going to get you from here, the plan, right? Plan from A to B to C. Because one client is potentially four, four different transactions, right? You have the purchase and then maybe a refinance or they're selling, they're buying a new house. And then they're going to, you know, possibly buy a second home or retirement home. So you can follow families and individuals throughout the process. And one client can potentially be three to four loans. So you treat them right now. If it's an $80,000 loan now, it will be a, you know, $600,000 loan, you know, when they get married or when they, you know, get better jobs or they get that next pay raise. And go from there. And so, I'm, a, I'm a little worried if you're if you're getting somebody into a mortgage where they only owe sixty thousand and then they owe six hundred thousand down the road. That, that, that's a weird mortgage. Well, <laughs> it's going backwards. Well, again, it, it, yeah. Well, I'm not switching. A case in point, right? We, <laughs> you know, again, this is 22 years ago where you can get get a hundred thousand dollar condo. You know, find one nowadays, and it's in a place you might not want to live in, or um, you know in uh not because it's a bad neighborhood just because it's not close to anything so the closer you are to some some part of culture and uh you know people with uh you know good jobs the more expensive the property is well well of course you know it's it's where the demand is did you did you think man when you when you mm -hmm. went into this 20, 20 odd years ago 22 years ago where were you like okay here's a way i can make money but did you did you really think like hey i'm going to be doing this next 20 20 plus years no, no, I, uh, you know, I, I met someone, they said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be, a, I'm a mortgage guy right now, but I'm going to, you know, you know, make X amount of dollars. Then I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to teach. I'm going to be a teacher. And I'm like, well, I kind of do that now and teach and don't have to, you know, you know, hit a time clock or deal with kids and, you know, deal with the, um, you know, the structure of a school day. Because the things I say out of my mouth sometimes are maybe you know a little off color. <laughs> in terms, not PC for school. In terms of, yeah, no, definitely not. Ma, you don't understand what our teacher said today. Well, it just you know comes from the heart, and um, you know I think that's that's where um, you know the the connection is with the clients, right? You speak from the heart. You really 
try and work through it. And it's not just the clients, right? It's the realtors, it's the title company. Everybody puts faith in, in me as the originator of the loan to ring their cash registers. And I, and I hold that dear. I really hold that to be important because everyone's a client. Yeah. You know, the realtors are clients, the title companies are clients. The, the referral partner was a client, um, whether it's a financial advisor, CPA, they're all clients. So you really want to, you know, please everyone. Or if you can't deal, do the deal, say, listen, I can't do it. I'm going to try this angle, but if it doesn't work, you know, let's, let's nip this in a bud so they can get someone else right. for the house, you know, because, you know, there's a cover for every pot, but maybe not now. And, um, you know, let's get a, let's get a, a different guarantor. Let's get a cosigner. Can you get more money? Can you fix your credit? Can we do this? So there's many different tricks and techniques, not tricks, but techniques that you learn over 22 years to, you know, make the process work fluently and efficiently. Okay. Uh, I got to ask, cause yeah, ha half our listeners are, are business owners, probably at least, you know, uh, mortgages mm -hmm. for the self-employed business owner, major pain in the butt, major, major pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, for you, let alone for them, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm sure you work with a lot of business mm -hmm. owners, just kind of any, any words of wisdom mm -hmm. out there for somebody who's self-employed, who's trying to get a mortgage, especially in our current environment, you get the more, more volatility in the interest rate environment than we've seen in 40 years. Uh, we're still working mm -hmm. through that. Just kind of any advice for people out there right now, man? I, I <clears throat> that's a great question. Um, I really feel that I work well with business owners because I can, I'm an expert at reading the tax returns, but if you're planning, if you're a business owner, you obviously work with a CPA and your financial advisor to plan for the future, right? Your five-year plan in business. But if you're going to buy a home or a second home, Let's plan on looking at the tax returns for today or your 2020 returns if you're on extension and let's see how we can work within that construct to get you that house. But we do have programs for the self-employed business owner to buy that next house while you currently have a home or how can we go and get you enough down payment to go and get you that residential house. Um, you know, we have at Bay First National Bank, we have a very robust SBA division as well that works with the business owners to go and buy a, um, an investment property, you know, a, um, a business property as well. So there's, you know, things that I, I work well hand in hand with CPAs and the products to work with business owners, um, whether they are uh, stated income loans, um, for purchasing, uh, you know, investment property, second homes. So, so there, there's avenues around kind of that, that, you know, uh, friction point, right? With the friction point usually being like most business Absolutely. owners, I don't have a lot of income to actually show on my tax returns. Uh, so you've mm -hmm. got some alternatives out there for people to be able to take advantage of that. Don't necessarily rely on the the income on the tax return being all that high. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We look at, you know, assets, age, cer certain restrictions, you know, where are you currently living? How do we go and uh, do that? So there's a lot of programs out there for the business owner because they are really an underserved population, right? The small business owner, you know, they have federal programs, but now they're struggling, you know, to make headway in the, you know, world of Amazon, 
or, uh, you know, grub hubs of the world where they want to reach more people, but it's costing them more money to do that food prices and things of that nature. So how do we go and get them to that next level without hurting their business and their, their cash right. flow? And, um, you know, I work well with those people for mortgages and then work well with, you know, having partners that will look at the, um, business owner and work within having them increase their cash flow. It makes sense. And, you know, in my experience, you know, the underwriters like to have everything fit really nicely into a box and it, mm -hmm. <laughs> try getting a small business owner into a box. It, it just doesn't, doesn't work all that yes. well, well, normally. Uh, yes. and that's where, and that's where knowledge of, of the products and the process, um, comes in, you know, we, I work hand in hand with my processor who's excellent at, you know, understanding tax returns, the, um, you know, my, uh, my manager as well that work hand in hand with, we really are, are great at, um, tax returns. Cause that's where we, that's why they come to me, right. They come to me because the, the big banks don't want to bother with the tax returns, those hard loans, because they have such a flow of, you know, maybe the easier loans, right? The high net worth or the W2 borrower where they're underserved. And that's where I come in to help out those, those business owners. You, you've been doing this a long time, clearly, Brian. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you, you know, why I'm chuckling. If you're, if you're listening on the podcast, you're just going to have to check us out on YouTube. I'm sorry. Uh, Brian, 20 plus years. I mean, have these programs always been around, you know, for the underserved? Do they come and go kind of what's, you know, I feel like most people don't know about this stuff. So what's your experience been with that? Yeah. So people say, oh my God, the, uh, the downturn 2008, 2010, that the, the economy, these programs were, were very prevalent back then. Um, and then with the institution of, you know, the Dodd-Frank and the quality mortgages, they went away. And it was all full doc loans, um, you know, two years tax returns, W-2s, pay stubs, K-1s. Um, and in the last, God, 24 months, they've come back. Um, we were doing primary homes with, um, you know, no documented loans came back. Um, that program has since taken a breather, a step back. Um, because they were so busy, they've taken a step back, but there's a lot of programs where you can still use, you know, stated income loans, rent rolls, they're called debt service coverage ratio loans. Um, I was doing those, God, back well, you know, 15 years ago. Um, but now they have bank statement loans where we can show 12 months, 24 months, personal bank statements, 12 months bank statements and work hand in hand with the, with the accountants to um, see what their, what their uh, expense ratios are and we can get them loans that way. So it's not always just tax returns with a self-employed borrower. We can look at, you know, their, their income stream coming in and create a monthly income off of their bank statements. So there's a lot of programs that um, we have out there that we didn't have, you know, three, four years ago. You know, Wall Street has stepped in and has backstopped these programs because they, you know, the interest rates are higher, but it gets people to where they want to be. And as their tax returns and their business grows and they file better and better tax returns, they can always refinance. You know, um, so again, you marry your house, you marry your spouse you don't marry your interest rate and the interest rates, 
you know, can, can, um, you know, fluctuate over time. So if you, you know, talk with your accountant, Hey, file more, more, um, you know, a better tax return then we can get in there and the rate will potentially be lower if you can catch it at the right time. And then you can save money. What you feeling on interest rates right now? Let's attack the elephant in the room, man. You know, I, I had a client uh, text me the other day. He said, Hey, how, how are interest rates? And I said, um, you know, if you're looking for a 4% rate, you know, they're terrible. But if you're looking for a rate, you know, under six, you know, five and five and change to 6%, they're awesome. So, um, you know, we're really, um, we're really looking at, um, you know, yes, inflation, right? Inflation is, is a big predictor, right? People look at, oh, the feds, feds are raising, um, prime rate. Well, that affects, you know, tax return uh, that affects, um, you know, your credit cards and your borrowing rate. Mortgages are based on the MBS, the, uh, the bonds and, um, you know, really the fed balance sheet is quite large right now. I think last I heard it was like $9 trillion. Uh, historically it's been between, you know, two to 4 trillion. So when these people talk about quantitative easing and quantitative tightening, that's basically the Fed book, the Fed buying mortgage-backed securities or buying bonds to artificially lower the interest rate. Well, now they've done that for, I guess, 10 years now since, you know, it was 2010 when the, when the, econ when the market crashed, economy crashed, they were, they were doing it to artificially, you know, lower rates and to the, the help of everyone, right? Everyone took advantage of it. And then, you know, they were go talk about quantitative tightening which is they were starting to sell. And then what happened, right? The, um, you know, 2020 happened and then they were starting to buy more and more to keep the rates low. Um, you know, the pandemic and now they're starting to, they're starting to sell, which is bringing more liquidity in the market, which is raising interest rates. So it's not just inflation, but it's also the, the fed, um, liquidating their balance sheet. Um, and I'm sure there's many more factors and economists will tell me, um, you know, there's more, more uh you know it's more complex than that but that's a broad stroke view so again if rates you know stay in the fives low sixes that'd be you know that's great and that's a really good historically low rate um and you know our parents you know when they were doing it it was like 14 16 percent and um you know again we've had three percent so we were spoiled for a long time we had three percent and now they, they've gone up a bit. But with that, hopefully, you know what? Not for our houses, but for everyone else's house, hopefully they, they lose a little, they'll, they'll come down in price. So people will be able to afford, uh, you know, houses. Do you feel like people missed it? Like the once in a lifetime opportunity? I mean, you've been doing it 20 years. I, yeah, I, I, I know what the interest rate environment's done over the last 40, 50 years. I mean, 2% loans, 3% loans. You think that time of our lifetime's over? Did people miss out? You know, people are going to look back on this day and say, you know, why did you buy Amazon and not Sears and Roebuck? That's a great company. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. I, I think for the time being, rates are, you know, going to be, we're not going to see that for a while. But maybe in 2024, 2025, possibly. 2026. Again, I'm just looking at this now as an opportunity to, you know, gain 
you know, people that will, you know, refinance later on. So it's an opportunity. It's not necessarily, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's an opportunity. As they raise prime rate, right? 4.75, they're talking about, you know, it's going to be in September. So it will probably already happen when this airs, but maybe it will, you know, the prime rate will be 5.75, 6%. And, but again, if that's 6%, what are your, what is your debt on your credit cards? How do you, in this market, create cash flow? Well, you still have a ton of equity in your house. Most houses, if you haven't bought in the last year or two, still have equity. So you can tap into some of that equity. And okay, if your rate is 6% or well, five and a half, five and three quarters, you're going up from a three and a half percent rate. Okay, you're going up three and a half percent. But what is your cash flow like? You have a great mortgage payment, but what is your cash flow like in terms of all of your other debt? So let's pay that off. Maybe your minimum payments of $1,000 a month on credit cards can only go up $200 or $300 on a monthly payment on your mortgage. So you're paying off the credit cards and you're, you're, you're paying your global look, your global cash flow is a whole lot less. And I think that's the way you have to look at where rates are. Yes, you missed it, but you can't look at it as saying you missed it, right? If you would have, if you saw the girl across the bar and, you know, you missed an opportunity with her, but you met a great woman in, in your wife, or your spouse, or your current girlfriend, well, that's okay too. You can't lament on what you didn't do, right? Because you can't live in a rearview mirror. You have to live on what's yeah. in front of you. I mean, we don't talk about the girl from the bar in my house. <laughs> no, no. Doc, why, why do, uh, why do people live in the past, man? That's a, that's a pretty common thing, right? Well, it's pretty comfortable. Uh, you already know it happened in the past. So it's easy to relate to, you know, those things that we get fearful from or some anxiety or some, you know, nervousness is that unknown. So the future is unknown. As Brian's saying, could be this, could be that. We don't really know. But living in the past, you have what that, you, you know what it is, there's safety there. So you try to relive it, try to go back there. Like remake movies that are really popular at one time. It's a safe bet to remake that movie. It'll be really popular again. I I can't imagine. I I, I don't know what kind of movies would be like that. <laughs> Do they remake movies? Like recast them? You know, the last one I thought was like Jumanji, and that one didn't work out. They made a second one, so it worked out well enough. Yeah, be prepared for the third one too, right? But um, you know, the funny part about that life is right is we always say oh man i what i should have done back then i would be retired now or i'd be rich now but nobody really does makes that change today to change the trajectory of their future right and i think if we just change a little bit today the trajectory will be a whole lot better right if i make that one call if i service that one client if i help this person out if i refer this one person it will come back to me i'm changing my trajectory by working on me today and my business today because past right if i would have done that my trajectory would have been like this so okay well you know what no one's saying that everything else is this way we just got to go and your baseline is you know your baseline is today and make that change today for your future i'm, I'm just dying over here because none of our listeners get to enjoy this but the doc's just like 
silently quoting <laughs> Top Gun on the, on the YouTube in the in in, in text. Yeah. And none, none of you can see this unless you're watching on YouTube. So you're just gonna have to check that on YouTube. But he's got to be laughing. I'm having, I'm having a lot of trouble paying attention to Brian, which is hard to do when when you've got me laughing like that, Doc. Um, no, you know what I think we have to do. We have to bring the doctor into the conversation here. He's There's no time more. for thinking <laughs> if you think you're dead. So just, just react, Jamie. That's just it. react. <laughs> what, what I think you, you hit on well, Brian, was was this idea that like, hey, you know, we, we all look backwards. And we're like, oh, if only, right? If only had I bought Apple when it first came out or Google when it first came out. But like, sure. a lot of people also like, they don't do the opposite of that. It's like, oh, this is what my life would have been like if I uh, went to jail instead of like made a good decision there. You know, you know, we don't, we don't look at our good right. decisions from the past. A lot of mm -hmm. times be like, Oh, thank God I didn't make that other not so good decision. Like this is where my life would be. And we don't think that way. So it's always easy to look back and say, Oh, I, you know, I missed this or I missed that. And this is what could have been. And the reality is rates are absolute. They are whatever they are today. They are. And it doesn't change mm -hmm. that we have needs in our lives to, to leverage debt sometimes and, and, and right. use interest and lenders. And that's, that's okay. Um, the good news is oftentimes all ships rise with the tide, right? If our listeners have heard that before, you know, it, it's very common if we see rates rising, well, then that means all the other rates tend to rise with them too. Um, so maybe CD rates will be higher again, like they were back in the eighties. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe our bonds right. will be start, you know, performing at nine, 10, 11, 12%. Uh, and we're already seeing that with, uh, I bonds, for example, that you can find them, which are really tough to do right now. So yeah, it's, it's, it's relative. Listen, with every market, there's opportunity and, you know, you just have to find that opportunity and it may be something different, right? Everyone was on the Bitcoin craze, right? The crypto craze. And that kind of has since gone away. And now you only have, you know, maybe just the loyalists. And then when it moves again, people find opportunity in everything. So it's opportunity. And if you, it's not get rich quick, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that's what life's all about. Right. So it's uh, you know, there's opportunity and I'm looking to help people that have that vision of, you know, not necessarily we'll, we'll, we'll work on it now and work on it in the future and we'll get you where everyone wants to be. At the bar, at, at the uh, pickleball court at 65, you know, in Florida, you yeah, know, 45. Let me rephrase that. Pickle, pickleball might be, is, is the, is the new, uh, the new phase, but it's, um, you know, everyone wants to be, we'll use a shuffleball court, right? Everyone wants to be there, you know, having a, you know, on the golf course on a 19th hole, yeah. you know, at, uh, you know, at some point in their lives. So uh, I so I want to I want to throw this out there, you know, for any of our loan officers listening, our you know our, our originators, so on and so forth. You've been doing it a long time. Any any advice for people in this kind of environment, you know, where we've got you know a lot of volatility, a lot of questions, I've seen a lot of layoffs, right? You know, if, you, if you're working for a sure. large lender, a lot of layoffs right now. Um, mm -hmm. What's your advice on on kind of surviving through this and thriving through this? That's a uh, a great question because everyone around is is always afraid of the collapse or how it was in 2010. But those new in the business don't know any better. So what you don't know is okay, right? And if you do know, that just gives you more ammunition to to grow your business, right? Make the calls, be intent, have intention with what you do on a daily basis. Love that. Cast a wide net. Right. We're licensed in all 50 states. 
if you are having, you know, losing deals to, you know, you're not licensed in a state, you know, give me a call. Um, we'll gladly, uh, you know, discuss the loans and how you can get licensed in all 50 states. Um, you know, where I live in Monmouth County, New Jersey, you know, it's, there's a lot of loan officers, right? There's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a densely populated, um, state with, with mortgage originators. So you cast a wide net, right? Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina. So cast a wide net, do things differently than other people are doing them, right? You have to be creative. So if it's not realtors, who else are you going to walk? Who, where else can you go for purchase transactions or refinance transactions? People are still refinancing. Obviously, it's it's a whole lot less than they were, you know, a year and a half ago, or even a year ago, or even, you know, in November, right? Um, but where do you go to find the transactions? Take a step back, go through a kaleidoscope, and, and look, right? Where you can get your deals from, and it may be all right. Well, you know, I want to go to this person. Well, find out what you can, how you can get, get, refer business back and forth, right? My favorite one is a barber. I work hand in hand with a barber. Why? Because he's talking to somebody for 30 minutes. How many people does he see a day? 15, 20 people. And he's cutting their hair for 20 to 30 minutes, right? I used to be a 20 to 30 minute guy. Now I'm a, a, a five minute guy, but they're talking to some, and they talk to them about everything. Hey, what are you doing? You know, talk to my guy. It's a simple, easy way. And then you refer him clients and, you know, and that's how it works. I mean, outside the box stuff, be creative. I'm creative in financing. People need to be creative. It's not just black and white. It's not just realtors. It's where can you go to get deals? And the deals come from all places right? Friends, family, divorce attorneys, right? Builders, CPAs. There's a lot of opportunity. And I'm not going to tell you all the people I get my business from because I don't want to be broke. But everyone, there's opportunity in everyone you talk to. So if you have a conversation with someone, you know, tell them, ask them what you do. Ask them what they do. How can I help you grow your business? That's the question every mortgage originator should be asking a potential referral partner. How can I help you grow your business and make that connection for them? Cause they'll never forget you. It's good advice. And that, and that is how you grow your business from a transactional guy to a guy who goes and grows a team and gets business. That's how you go from a 10 million guy to a $20 million guy a $20 million guy to a $40 million guy constantly growing, you know, and once you hit that 20 million to $30 million number, you have a great business model where it just starts growing and you'll grow exponentially getting to that $10 million number to the $20 million number. That's where it takes work. And it worked because you have to work for your referral partners, getting them business. You give a CPA, a client, they'll never forget you. It's good advice. Pete, people so, remember when you help them. They really do. Absolutely. Brian, absolutely. you can be my wingman anytime. I appreciate you. 
I'm a good opener. It's the closing, you know. That's this might be my on. favorite YouTube episode ever. <laughs> we're gonna have to open and close this episode with like scenes from Top Gun back in '86. We're just. <laughs> We'll be happy if they like to sponsor. Right, uh, Brian. Yeah. Speaking speaking of opening and closing, how could people get a hold of you if they like to learn much more, or have you be their wingman? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you can uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, you know, messaging on on LinkedIn, Brian Chrisman, um, Bay First National Bank. Um, you can go to um, you know, hit me up on my uh, my bank. Uh, B Chrisman at bayfirstfinancial.com. Uh, my cell phone, 732-618-5907. And I, you know, lend nationwide so we can talk and do deals all over the place. You know, Hawaii, Florida, if one of the one and the same, you know, upstate New York, you know, um, wherever someone wants to be, I can finance a house for them. So let's just find a plan on how to get That is casting a wide net. That's it. All right. You know, your 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 cousin in Kentucky. <laughs> let's talk about bourbon. Now that's a whole that's a whole another podcast episode right there where we start getting into bourbon. Which I don't which I can't drink. So I don't, uh, you know, I will take my uh my club sodas. I can't I can't tolerate that. I don't know how people do it. Whiskey no. and bourbon. That, that's my that's my go-to on Better to Business Brewing Live, which we do uh once a month here. We're, instead of the podcast, you know, format, it's it's just a live conversation online, live streamed. I do like my bourbon for those. Is it? Excellent. I'll have to I have to connect Hemlock, on that. Is it? What's that, Doc? It's Hemlock, is it? It is a deep dive and you're supposed to say ice water, but you guys are just not up on your quotes. So apparently not. Is this another Top Gun quote? I'm just missing. It was. It was. That's an obscure one. That's a B-side on the B-side for all the, for all the listeners. That, that was an we album. We are at the B-side. <laughs> we're on the B-side right now. You know? Brian, man, th thanks for joining us, dude. Love to have a conversation with you, man. Hey guys, thank you so very much. And, um, you know, look forward to, uh, seeing his air and, um, looking forward to further in a conversation. Uh, absolutely, Thanks, man. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Doc, I gotta ask, man, what is your favorite quote from Top Gun? Cause you seem to know like 40 or 50 different quotes from that movie. So what's, what's your favorite? Negative ghost rider patterns full. Oh, you said that earlier. I did, but you just don't pay attention. So I figured I, I have to hit you up again. You know, you know, I, I tell this to people all the time, five to seven times is what it takes for somebody to actually hear something that you said. I don't know why you're so surprised when every time you say something once, I just don't pick up on it. It takes a couple times. And it's some people like, yeah, people like me, five to seven is probably like six to eight to 10. That's what I like to tell myself. Yes, squirrel. Okay, so we got to hear from Brian. Top takeaway, thoughts? That's very interesting. You know all the ways that you can get a mortgage that you you know probably aren't standard. So if you're not in that world, I know you both are in the financial world, so you're probably like, yeah, of course we can do that. Um, but for some of us lay folk who aren't playing around mortgages, you know, to know that there's that many options out there 
you don't really hear about, it's good to know that there's ways to invest. Yeah. Well, you know, it's tough because even as somebody in the financial services world, even like somebody who who knows that there's alternatives out there. When I went and, and was looking for a mortgage recently, I reached out to somebody and it was not easy to have them look outside of the box for me. They, they just kept wanting to kind of default to the box. And, you know, maybe that was their business model. That's maybe where they do all their business or it's where the terms are strongest per se. But, you know, a lot of times it does, you know, being a self-employed business owner requires you to go outside of the box and, and get creative. And there's a lot out there. There's 40 year mortgages. I, I mean, there there's income statement mortgages. I mean, there there's no docs, probably not, not going to find those right now, uh, depending on the environment, but you know, there's, there's options out there that are, that are not your typical qualified mortgages, your conventional mortgages that most people are used to using. Um, so there are options out there and it's good to have somebody like Brian who can, you know, explore some of those options with you. And he, 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 and you know, it's funny, he talked about casting a wide net. I think he, he undersold himself a little bit because I think he can do that as a loan officer with, with his offerings to people, because I've talked to Brian and I know that he does have a lot of those alternative options out there and he's really quite comfortable uh, working with those. And I don't think a lot of loan officers are. So you talk about, casting a wide net, I think finding a loan officer that's able to do that for you is probably a helpful thing when you're searching for a mortgage as a small business owner uh, and self-employed. It just, it's just the better way to do it. Good to have options. Yep. Sure is. All right, man. I got to, uh, I got to ghost out of here. I think, I think it's time. Is that it a is. Top Gun quote or did I just make one up? That's probably from the new movie and I haven't even seen it. I'm going to ghost on out of I'm here. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that. Could have just when it's time to go buzz the tower. Oh, the fly, the flyby. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm not good with quotes like that. No, I'm not Can my. You, you, we see. all have. Can we, you instead maybe tell our audience about our free gift or something around that realm? That I mean, I. Have. I mean, I imagine I could. Yeah. I. You know what? Thank you. I am good at that. So, if you happen to be interested in a freebie, want to know some of the six top methods to make sure your business doesn't fail. We've got them for you. The fact is most small business owners, guess what? It's tough, it's challenging, and you struggle. And there's some very specific reasons why that come up over and over again for most business owners. So if you happen to want to make sure that it's your competition failing and not you, you may just want to check out our free gift on the main webpage of JB and the Doctor at jbandthedoctor.com. It's right there on the front and center page. You can click on that link or use the link in the show notes below to get yourself access to that. And of course, you can also find us at that very website at jbandthedoctor.com or on all social media at jbandthedoctor. And don't forget, if you have not yet liked, subscribed, followed, shared, passed us on to your friends, your family, your loved ones, your hated ones, your enemies, your frenemies, any of the above, then yes, 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 yes. Give us some love. We do this for you. We'd love to impact more people, and we'd love for more people to hear our message. And if you need anything else, you got it. We got you. That's it. We're here. Great, ball, great balls of fire and some talcum powder. You know it. <laughs> All right. Crash and, crash, crash and burn. Crash and burn. Okay. All right. I'm JB. I'm out of here. Peace out, yo.